We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pacific Hatch Post Game Show with, damn, I'm hosting today, Andy Liu and special guest Justin Grant from the Golden Spaces Podcast. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Appreciate you having me on. You know, tough loss, but... You're smiling. Nobody's smiling. No, 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 nobody's. You know? Was, was that... What do you think? Was that one of... So Sam and I kick off every podcast. Was that the worst loss of the season? Nah, I don't think so. It was just the most the most annoying, I think, because they had it won, and it was a game that everybody, you know, wanted to win. And, you know, it felt like it, it could have been a potential huge momentum win that they could have, you know, finally got over that road hump or start to get over that road hump. But, yeah. That's the perfect place to start because before the game even started, we saw that Steve started Jordan Poole uh, over – Kevon Looney and anytime Steve does the let's go small lineup, it's hey, we're gonna try to win. That that's what it means. And it, it used to be with Andre Godala. Now it's with Jordan Poole, which I think is is the style is different, right? But it felt like they were going all out to win this game, and that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they were killing them at first. Like second unit came in and they just felt super small. Like that's just that was the main takeaway for me from this game. Like mm. um, other than, you know, just silly plays in the clutch guys, they just couldn't rebound on the defensive end. And that was really what kept Boston close the entire time. Yeah. The small stuff was funny. Stan Van Gundy brought that up pretty much every chance that he got to. Um, I know Warriors fans love bring, I mean, me included love bringing up a missing a big uh, type uh uh, thing they don't have anybody really um I, I do think regardless of what type of big you have in this type of game you're going to start jordan Poole. i actually think the problem is the problem actually is it's not jordan Poole per, per se you saw this down the stretch you brought this up it's actually he's the guy that you have to play in those lineups to start and close um it used to be andre godala where it's very much he's the best wing defender on the team and he's going to be the guy that's going to make life easier to rebound. Now you're essentially sacrificing the ability to do that, to have another score on the floor, which Andre wasn't right. So um, 
I I think that may be part of the problem. I don't know if a big fix this is. What do, what do you think? This is kind of the Warriors uh, fandom wars lately. It's it's the big stuff. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I don't know if a big fix is that issue. I think, you know, Wiggins being a little bit more in rhythm since he came back from injury and he potentially playing up a little bit better. Um, and, and, you know, and, and Clay kind of playing a little bit bigger himself. I think that that fixes the issue as far as that particular lineup. I think overall for the team, they definitely need like some type of stretch big, somebody that's over six, seven, six, eight, that can rebound the ball and hit shots. Um, I think that'll really take him to the next level and fix all yeah. the Yeah, Jermichael Green's back tomorrow, so don't you don't you worry. Yeah. Um, don't 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 you worry. J- J- Kaminga's back tomorrow as well, so that that's we'll we'll get to some of that. But let's let's stick on the game. So they went small to start, and then Steph had one of the worst fourth quarters that we've seen from him this season. That was whew, that was impressively bad by by Steph. Yep. I uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it ball gate. They switched the ball out, and <laughs> and it was kind of downhill from there. He couldn't really get his rhythm. You know, how he's much, he's so much of a rhythm yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ball gate. I <laughs> do you think it's it's almost concern trolling here at this point? But we've seen it from Steph a couple times this season. Did he need the three at the end of the buzzer to oh. fade away? He thought that. He, I mean, the double was kind of coming, so I can see why. It's not that I. I I play basketball. I don't play that style. Like I'm not a ball handler like Steph. So I'm sure for him, it was, you know, he knows his double is coming. If he's going to dribble into the trap, like maybe he doesn't want to get into the paint. That's what everyone wants him to do. So he's like, Hey, I've got the sliver of a shot here from three and, and I'm going to take it. I don't know. What is that? Cause he's been doing it all season. This isn't just one time thing for Steph this season. Yeah. I think he should have crossed over. Like even if he was shooting a three, he just kept going. Right, right, right. Sidestep, sidestep. If he would have just gave him one little quick cross, I don't know if Al Horford is quick enough to be able to recover from that, especially if he's just scared of the drive. Um, so I think he probably would have got a much better look. And I think SVG said something on the on the um, broadcast about like how he's a much better step back shooter going left. And I think that is the case. So he probably should have just crossed left and, and rose up yeah. From there. Yeah, not one of his. Even though he made the half court three, maybe not one of his uh, his his finest games. But I think you kind of. I think the Warriors, they, they lost it with their defense at the end. Um, yep. Before we get to the question about that, um, hey, Producer Tim, you got a you got friend of the show that just left a voicemail. You think you can play that for us real quick? Then? What up? Oh, Damn no. calling in to my own show. First off, that's the first time I've heard my voicemail um, message, and uh, I'm going to change that. That sounds terrible. Um <laughs> Appreciate Justin sitting in in my place. Your legend. Uh, it's sad I couldn't be there. I know the look on Andy's face because I know exactly how Andy looks when the Warriors lose. It's like this really like deep in your soul, pissed off face. But I wanted to call in and tee you guys up and, and see your guys' thoughts because I'm genuinely curious on this. One, is Draymond Green one of the five best centers in the NBA right now? Like, let's be real about this right now. The Warriors lost this game. They didn't lose it because they went small. They lost it because they just ran out of bodies and ran out of steam. But it's abundantly clear this team is best when they go small. And so I'm sitting here and I'm going, you know, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, um, AD even. 
All right, those guys are better at center than Draymond. I'm not sure anyone else in the NBA is a better center than Draymond Green. And that brings me to my broader question for you guys, which is this team needs more wings. We know that. This team's always been built on Steph, Poole, the wings. I don't know why I said Poole there. Anyway, that that doesn't do anything. Um, And so my question for you is, do you feel confident watching this team tonight and getting Kuminga back potentially tomorrow, getting Andre back, God knows when, and thinking that's enough wings to mix in with Wiggins locked in, with Dante, with Clay, with what they have? Or do you think they need more than that? Tell me what you guys think. Later. He seems happy because he doesn't have to do the show with me. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I had this thought starting the game with Draymond at center. Uh, if if he's going to end up on the next contract with the Warriors, which I hope, I, I hope you hope that as well, it's got to be at the – I mean, there's no – the dude can't play. It, he's almost can't play in any other position than the five at this point. It just makes the team so much more fluid, especially on offense. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think his best position now is definitely at the five, um, and especially the way the roster is constructed. Like having a guy like Jordan and Wiggins and Clay, like you gotta you gotta have all of them guys on the court at the same time at some point in the game. The only way you can do that is if you play Draymond at the five. So to answer Sam's question, as far as if they need more wings, um, I think they might. I, I mean, they can always use another one. I don't know if they absolutely need another wing. Um, just because you got Clay, you got Wiggs, you got Andre if he's healthy, you got Kaminga. Um, so I guess they can definitely use one more, but I don't I don't I just want I just want them to get to the playoffs in one piece. So whether or not another wing does that, or maybe a wing and a buyout big or something like that can help them just get there in one piece, then yeah, I mean you I agree. Draymond's probably top five center in the league when he's when he's playing center, especially when he's locked in like this. And a lot of people are saying this in the chat, so I don't I'm not stealing anyone's thunder here. But um, they've got to get through the regular season healthy, like you just said. And I think part of that is you may not need a wing. Like if they play a a series right now, they're gonna be fine. I think against pretty much any team. But you're not playing a series right now. You've got shit. My math is twenty seven. 37 whatever it is 37 games left in the season and you've got to get to the end it's not about are you going to be able to win a seven game series against the denver nuggets right now which i think you know i think you and i both agree that they could the real issue is how the hell are you going to get there when you can't play guys like moses moody because you just decided he's just not good enough you've benched james wiseman you've benched your michael green even even before his injury he wasn't playing basketball um Anthony Lamb, you know, has some good moments tonight. He wasn't so great. And then Ty Jerome's not playing. So you just, dude, they're running out of bodies. They're, they're just, they're running out of bodies to play in the regular season. And if you're running out of the bodies to play in the regular season, you're going to run out of bodies in, in the postseason because you're not going to freaking make it there. You're going to make it there as like a, what, seven seed? Everything, every game's winner go home. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even if they make it there in one piece, they're going to be gassed. Like, especially Draymond and Looney. Gassed. Every time Draymond falls, I'm holding my breath because I'm like, man, is his back going to flare up? Like, God forbid he has like some type of lower body injury, like a leg or like an ankle or something like that. Because then who knows if his, if his foot speed is going to be there when he gets back and all this type of stuff. So they just, yeah, they, they need to do something just to get bodies in there. 
um, that doesn't completely sacrifice their ability to win games, you know. <laughs> so they tried it early on in the season, and it was That's it was awesome. costing them games. So, I mean, look at tomorrow. Warriors got to go to Cleveland tomorrow. You think Steph's gonna play? You think Draymond's gonna play? Like Clay's yeah. definitely not gonna play. Yeah, I saw a few 40s, 40 minutes on that block four. <laughs> so I don't know if those guys. No chance. No chance. I mean, no chance. Playing, but yeah, I think Steph's not. Yeah. So. I mean, Steph was tired tonight. I mean, you can cut. Even, even off two days of rest. I mean, it's it's you know, a month layoff, but he's exhausted. And it's probably not. You probably don't even want him to play tomorrow night because that's just asking for an injury. And so now you're two games under 500. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One question I have back to the game. Uh, there was a, um, I think a lot of the issues with this team in crunch time this season, and I think you're going to get a lot of these issues, especially when you're going to play the three guard ladder with Steph, Clay, and Poole, is that Poole's just a bad defender. And I don't, tonight he tried on defense, um, but I think the issue is more he's not smart enough to play defense instead of crunch time, aka giving up that Jalen Brown three. Mm-hmm. Would you have gone with Kevon Looney? To close the game, is that something you would look at doing? Yes, I definitely would have went with Looney there. And, I mean, he's just – all the things that he does on both ends as far as rebounding the ball on the offensive end, setting solid screens, passing the ball, and obviously defending and, you know, putting other guys in better positions. So I I probably would have went with Loon there. It looked like Clay got mixed up on that too because I think – I want to say Brogdon and whoever the ball handler was did some type of switch. 
yeah. and Clay for a quick second was like lost on the switch and JP lunged towards his man, which left JB open. So you can't have two space cadets out there. You can't have JP and Clay are both kind of space cadets out there. I so. mean, considering the way Steph played with the turnovers, you got three of them. You got yeah, three of them out there tonight. That was I, that game didn't that loss in itself in a vacuum. It doesn't feel that bad. I mean, just you, you lose a game against a championship favorite in the East on the road where they're they're playing as hard as they can. It didn't feel that bad, but dude, when you're twenty-two and twenty-two after 44 games and right now you're trying to turn your season around in Boston and you lose that game. I mean, I guess it's not that bad because you're still in the playoffs, but the vibes after that are not great. Like to me, which vibes, whatever that means, but you know, the, the Warriors don't mess around there. Let's say they, they're four games over they're 26 and 18. And we do this math every day and they lose this game, whatever. Like who cares? You lose them. Even in the finals, you lose this game. Even if Steph plays well, but you lose it when you're 22 and 22. That's the problem with the Warriors this season. Yeah. Every every time they got a chance to, you know, go on a run or something, it just seems like, like Draymond said, you can't take two steps forward and then three steps back. And that's mm-hmm. been the theme all season. It was the theme the 2021 season as mm-hmm. well. Um, obviously, they they didn't have lofty of expectations that season. So it was a little bit different, but it was equally as frustrating. So. It's just yeah, it's just been like that all year. They they just can't put together a run. It seems like be fascinated to see what Steve does the rest of the season because you, you like you said at some point they're going to have to do a fifteen and five run, um, and maybe that's the run to close the season. But think about think about playing each game like it's a playoff game, fifteen and five. You're gassed by the time. How are you going to play another month and a half? And the, last season the Warriors didn't do anything the last month of this. Like, they just <laughs> yeah, they cruised and then. They got to whatever that last stretch of the season where they needed to win uh, two games to get into the third seed, and they were just like, "All right, cool. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get Steph back. We'll be healthy to start the playoffs, and we're gonna just steamroll everybody." And then contrasted to 2021, where they had they went on that 15 to five at the end of the season and was gassed against LA and Memphis in the play in and lost. So. I almost forget about them losing to LA and Memphis. Actually, that season was so frustrating. I actually don't re- really remember the play-in L's, but now that, I, now that I think about it, maybe that's why Memphis is so gung-ho about playing the Warriors. And it, that didn't feel like a real, real tough game. All right, let's get to some non-game stuff um, before we get you out of here, Justin. So Anthony Slater this morning comes out. Uh, Anthony Slater, friend of the show from The Athletic, comes out with a – a piece about where the Warriors are at into the trade deadline, right? So for those that I'm sure you've read it, but for those that didn't, let me, let me kind of summarize it. He essentially says one, the Warriors probably are going to make a big trade. They feel like they've got their playoff eight, uh, which is their six guys, Dante DiVincenzo and Kaminga. Um, and if they are going to make a move, Number two, if they are going to make a move, they're probably going to look at some buyout guys. Think Jalen McDaniels. Think Rui Hachimura. Um, there's a couple other guys in there as well. And then I think another thing to bring up too as well is they're probably not going to trade. Warriors fans, get, get ready for this. Probably not going to trade James Wiseman. Probably not going to trade Moses Moody. Definitely not going to trade Kaminga, which see, Kaminga seems like he's a uh, – untouchable type of player which like a Minga, but untouchable is a little it's a little crazy what do you think any of those items what do you what do you think about that um 
I think at this point, this just means no team wants Wiseman. That's what I read it as. <laughs> <laughs> I think they missed the take the to to sell yeah. sell at all on it, right? We were preaching, or some people were preaching to sell low on them at a certain point, and now the stock has has completely plummeted. I think they won't have a good chance to to trade them until potentially the summer. Yeah. Um, if at all. So I think that's what I read it as. And I mean, Kaminga being untouchable, I think Joe is just like, you know, I'm, I'm leaving here with something like (laughs) (laughs) it's no way you're going, you're putting all my, all of the guys on the block. Like, so uh, that's, that's what I see it as. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants the guys. I agree. I mean, I I definitely agree. If you're another team, why, why would you like, what's the, what what's the what's the give right and you know there there was a trade that got brought up the other day with with uh pj washington was thrown in there and Jalen mcdaniels from from the charlotte hornets for for a wiseman and a moody and for me it's like i can kind of see why charlotte's doing it because those guys are going into restrictive free agency those guys are going to get paid at some point so that's why they're doing it if i'm the warriors if you're joe lake why would you want to pay guys that you don't know are good that's it's just not I think the Warriors are kind of in a tough position so the buyout guys are going to be interesting he mentioned two names one is Eric Gordon thoughts Mm -hmm. on him I mean I just don't think they need any more guards that's my main thing it's like the the formula for for this dynasty for all the years has been Steph Clay Dre one or two bigs and then a bunch of wings like we're already Steph Clay Dre Mm -hmm. Wiggins is a wing, Kaminga is a wing, but then it's like Dante and, and Jordan are, are guards. They're small guards too. Yeah. And the other I, guys. Oh, go ahead, go. Ahead. You know, what I'm saying outside of that, it's just guys that are that aren't playable. So you don't have the same wing depth, the same size that you usually have, and that you've always had. Rudy Gay's the other name that Slater brings up as a washed up kind of four slash, I guess five at this point. I don't know. That doesn't seem too exciting, but Rudy. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch up some more Rudy tape. I <laughs> there's not much there, bro. There's, there's not. He's, he's an old, he's an old guy. I mean, he kind of figured out how to shoot a three, so it's interesting. Um, all right, last thing, last thing, last thing, because this is this is a live, live take from Steve Kerr. Says he intends to keep starting small, um, which is interesting because we kind of just talked about it. Jordan Poole is going to be in place of Kevon Looney, um, moving forward. Says he's searching for a spark. You like that? I guess right now, for now, yeah, they they gotta try to win as many games as possible. So I think they're just gonna try to blitz teams in the first quarter, and just kind of let Looney anchor the second unit. Um, and it's I think it's Steve's message like we don't have any bigs, so now we gotta split the two bigs that we have. Oh. <laughs> you know, like and start both of our bigs because we don't have any other ones. I like that. I, I think I think there's a very clear uh, Steve Kerr. Hey, we don't have enough bodies. Give us some bodies. Uh, type of message that he's sending to the front office. I I like it. I like it. It's time to play with some urgency. The Warriors are twenty two and twenty three. Um, it's at some point you've got to win games, man. And I think trying to turn it up against Boston in Boston, a game where they're fully healthy too, that's tough. That's asking a lot from your team. They should have won this game, but they didn't. Not mad about it. The anger, I think, for this season is, is just the entirety of what's going on. So, all right, before you get out, any any last thoughts? Anything you want to plug? I know you've got a great podcast. I've been run, running with Nat lately, so that, that's that's freaking amazing. Anything you want to talk about? 
Um, I mean, yeah, just tune in to Golden Spaces, add it to your to your queue. If you're listening to Light Years, you know, um, you know, add us to the add us to the list. Um, it's at Golden Spaces Pod on on Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow me, the package JG. Follow Nat Nat Fluential on Twitter. Um, and you know, shout out to shout out to these guys. You know, long time listening to Light Years guys. They they my bros. So super excited that I got a chance to come on here. And and be and play Sam for 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 an episode. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you, man. And if you're ever in the Bay, we need to pick one up. I uh I got you. We got we got Sunday League starting up in uh, in SJ. Yeah. So I'm actually and, uh, in LA right now. So I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little plane ride away. Put, Wait, put, you're you're actually in SJ? Did you say you're in SJ right now? I'm in. No, I'm in Los Angeles right uh, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we got our first game this uh this uh this Sunday, and uh, we we got some dude that played at Santa Cruz on our team. I don't know, Aaron Mollett. I've never heard of him, but apparently he's nice. So I'm just gonna set some screens, <laughs> set hey. some screens, and shoot some threes. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. All right, bro. Thanks for having me. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin, great! That was amazing. That was awesome. Um, I liked his. Uh, I liked his take on the. Hey, we're going small. Uh, Steve Kerr kind of speaking to the front office, like, "Hey, give us some more bodies." Um, Warriors are getting Kaminga back. They are getting Wise uh, Michael Green back tomorrow. So hopefully things will get better here. Uh, Super producer Tim, I believe we've got some voicemails. So let's rip through them before we get out of here. What's good, Sam and Andy? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Um, obviously that was a tough loss, tough loss, very tough loss. No doubt about that. Um, just want to look on, I guess, just look at a few things. One of them first, uh, that last, that last shot by Steph, completely unacceptable. You got to get a better look fading away on a seven footer. I'd like to see him either get to his left, like Van Boza said, or, you know, take it to the rim, draw and kick. Or, you know, just simply get a better shot. Um, number two, I think this game just shows the value of Kaminga, honestly. You know, Clay gets five fouls, gets in foul trouble early in that game. I think you have him on the floor there, you know, to eat some minutes, you know, play because he was playing great before he came out, be able to guard Brown for some minutes and then Tatum. Um or simply, you know, we got killed on the glass as well. The second chance opportunities is a time, you know, Bob and uh, and my guy Laker bite the bullet and get a big hurdle. I don't know who it is, but game just uh, it's almost better we lost in a way. Like obviously, I want to see us win, but the Warriors win. But 
you know, let me know what you guys, uh, what you guys think about that. All right. Peace. Couple things. There's a lot. It's, it's a lot there. So the big stuff I think we've talked about at nauseum. I do think, do you think the Warriors are looking at someone? I wouldn't really take Slater's um, report as as factual, even though I love Slater. I think there's some leverage there. I think there's some like, hey, we don't, we're not going to do anything, but at the same time, we're shopping our guys. We want to get a big, but the most likely thing is they are going to look at a buyout. The Steph shot, I think, is and, and why I posed the question to Justin is he's done this so many times this season: the kill shot, the kill shot, the kill shot, and. You know, I don't know if the game was lost there um, because Steph was bad the five minutes before that. Um, the Warriors still should have won the game, but the turnovers and the bad shots, I think the Warriors' DNA this season has been so much, hey, let's just get a three, let's shoot a three. And uh, they sp- tend to just spaz out. And if the three stop falling, and, and they did tonight, that's what happens. All right, let's, let's go to the next one. My Wi-Fi is terrible. So I apologize to people that are watching on the YouTube stream. Um, but let's keep it moving to the next voicemail. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, love the show. Had a quick question. Um, you guys are really good at comps. Um, thinking about uh, comparing this team this year, sort of like 500. Some games look pretty good. Other games look pretty bad. Obviously have uh, all-time talent. Um, but also uh, some of the games leave a lot to be desired. Um, trying to think of like an NFL type comp or another comp. Um, is this team more like the Bucks, uh, where have all the talent in the world, have proven that they can do it, um, but for whatever reason, it's just not coming together? Or are they more like the Niners, where have also been pretty good and maybe they make one move or one tweak like uh, Christian McCaffrey and boom, you know? everything sort of turns around. So let me know if that's a uh, valid comp and uh, your thoughts on that. Thanks. Meant the Tampa Bay Bucks or the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to assume he meant the Tampa Bay Bucks because they're the ones that have some talent, but they're pretty washed up. Look, um, as a Niners fan, number one, pumped up for Sunday. Uh, I think they're going to beat up on the Cowboys. Two, the McCaffrey trade wasn't a tweak. Um, two things the Niners did, right, pretty importantly, is they made the McCaffrey trade, which is probably the best skill position player in the NFL, uh, at least the best running back in the NFL, most versatile, definitely the best for Kyle Shanahan. And also they got a quarterback that essentially changed the entire offense, changed the way the coaches make play calls. I don't think that's a move the Warriors have. Also don't think that's the move the Warriors need. The Warriors have Steph Curry. The Warriors have Clay Thompson. They have Draymond Green. You saw tonight that as long as they have those guys, they're going to be able to win these games. I think the tweak that they need to make is they're just going to have to figure out how the hell they're going to how the hell they're actually going to play thirty-seven more games with this roster. Um, we know that Kaminga is going to be back tomorrow. We know that Jermichael Green is going to be back tomorrow. So maybe that gives you more pieces to play games, but. If you're going to play each game like it's a playoff game, which almost the Warriors have to do now, you can't really go 12 deep in the rotation, right? So um, I, I think that's that's where the Warriors are at. All right, next one up. Hey, guys, it's Nate. I just finished watching the Warriors-Celtics game. Um, I'm looking at the box score, and the bench in total only scored seven points. Um, in a game that went to overtime, 
And something I've noticed this season is even games where we're leading by double digits or close to that, the games never really feel in control anymore. It feels like we're a step spent on the bench away from going down. Um, let me know what your guys' thoughts are. I'm pretty much ready to give up on this season. I don't really see a path for us to get good seating and make another run to the finals. Have a good night. Well, the bench guys that they're playing, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on the well, I mean, far be it from me to say give up on the season. The Warriors aren't giving up the season. They treated this game like it was the NBA Finals tonight. Um moving forward, I do think on the bench, off the bench stuff is going to be very much we're gonna start the three guards, uh Draymond and Wiggins, and then we're also going to take Clay out early, or we're gonna take Poole early, and we're gonna get those guys in the early in the second quarter. Those are still your bench players. That doesn't change. But I do think starting slow, starting the way they have, um, is non-negotiable anymore. You can't just give away 15 minutes a game. Uh, to his point of 11 minutes is a, uh, 11 points a precarious lead, I tweeted about the third quarter Warriors and how that we haven't seen that in so long. And the Warriors went plus six today in the in the in the third quarter and. They were up 10. They were up 11. And the Celtics pushed it back down to seven uh, before the end of the third. And that's kind of felt like the Warriors is they do get a lead. Uh, They do push it. They do have glimpses of looking very good. And then it kind of falls apart because they're either not concentrated, a couple turnovers here. The team makes a couple shots there. That's kind of been the theme of the season so far. Hey, Sam and Andy. I'm watching this game. And. The air balls were frustrating as hell. But I must say, I I feel like everybody showed up. I think what got them in trouble the most, though, was the foul. Like, for Clay Thompson to foul out of the game is ridiculous. Uh, honestly, every I and then the lamb minutes. Those have got to go. They just have to go. They do. I don't care how many threes he hits. He is awful on defense. Awful. Anyways, my biggest question, I guess, is what would have made the difference or who could have made the difference between this being a loss and a win? Y'all have a good night. What could have made the difference between a loss and a win? I mean, look, and they've lost a few games this way. You you, you hate to kind of do this, but Steph, you got to be better. Steph's got to be better. Clay's got to Clay just drops the ball out of bounds. Down one has a wide open three pointer. Just drops the ball out of bounds. Andrew Wiggins was terrible in the first half. He's been bad for since he's been back. Um, Jordan Poole. Right, just horrific defensive plays. I think those are your guys that played the last 13 minutes of the game. And so I'm the first dude here to say Anthony Lamb is should not be playing because he's horrific defensively. But lost your games because your best players weren't good enough tonight. And uh we've seen that some in crunch time this season. So I think the blame is shared all around, but for tonight. 
it felt like a hate like what was that like a b minus game right that's it's what it takes the warriors go as he goes always they won they won the nba finals they won the championship because he was a plus throughout and uh tonight they still should have won the game and he played a b game and uh that's that's kind of how it goes. All right, let's do a couple more here, Tim. Let, let's do let's do two more. Let's do two more and let's get out of here. Hey, this is Kevin, first time caller here. Uh, man, I'm so mad after that Celtics game. Uh, I mean, I have to go take a walk and everything. But look, simple question: What is with the Warriors and chucking threes right now? It feels like they're not playing with heart, you know. Especially that last, like end of the last fourth quarter, 30 seconds, Steph chucks a three. You know, I, I get it. You got you want to make that last shot. But, you know, it's the same thing that um, Andy talks about all the time. So it's like, why are they shooting so many threes, especially when they're in the bonus? Um, what's your what's your take there? It just feels like sometimes it, it takes the wind out of my sails to see them put up threes like that. Appreciate you, Layers. Thank you. Threes, 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 threes. It frustrates me to no end. Um, it's not it's not basketball that we're used to seeing. I know that the Warriors have been great three-point shooters. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but they got threes in a different way. They got threes passing the ball. They got threes getting into the paint and kicking it out. They got threes relocating. They got threes, I think, the right way in rhythm threes. Nowadays, you see this team, it's just it's just Steph. Pull up from 30, Jordan Poole, come across half court, open, shoot. You know, it's just a one pass, chuck it up. One pass, chuck it up. And that's just, I can't, I can't do it. Can't win with them. Can't play with them. All right, Tim, do we have one more? It's still fuck Boston. <laughs> hey, let's get out of here on this thing. Let's get, let's get out on this. I, I watched this game tonight. I was texting Sam. This is what the NBA needs. This was basketball tonight. I know the score got up into the 120, 150, but that's because of OT. But you get down and you watch this game, and at the end of the game, it was 105, 106, 106. That's how basketball should be played. I'm sick sick and tired of the NBA every single game, 125 to 128. Can't do it. It's just there's no defense being played. Tonight I watched two basketball teams that are I would say at this level, the best that you've got in the league right now, two great basketball teams that, if the Warriors can get their shit together, are probably going to be playing in the NBA Finals again. That was, like, it's not perfect basketball. That's not how basketball should be. It's not going to be perfect. No defense being played. I'm going to get a bucket every time down. No, they're going to be turnovers. Guys are going to be nervous. There's great players on both sides of the ball. I thought Jason Tatum, even though he made dumbass plays all day, Got a, found a way to get 20 points and hit a couple huge shots down the stretch. Jalen Brown hit a huge shot. Like those are two dudes that going into their prime probably going to be better than what they were in the May finals. Then you've got a team like the Warriors with dynastic players that have been great their whole lives. Clay was amazing in the first half. Draymond Green was locking in. So Andrew Wiggins was amazing, right? So I just I, I just think this is how basketball should be played. This was playoff basketball. Maybe that's the best way to put it. This was playoff basketball. Um, the refs, I thought, were great for three quarters before they started calling every single fucking foul. Um, but I think if you're a basketball fan, that's what you want to see uh, outside of the Warriors losing. So 
So with that, we'll be back this weekend. The Warriors 22 and 23. Frustrating loss. And uh, we'll see. We'll see you after the Niners game.